0: We're recording. It's the Central Division. Hi, Michael. Hi, David. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm well. I'm I'm. I never thought I would be uh, bringing a podcast microphone on a road trip. That that was part of part <laughs> a, part of my my go bag. That's the new normal, right? Goodness, I'll say. How how do you
1: how do you come to terms with that? We so you're using that blue Yeti Yeti blue mic, yes. right? Yes, and it's not a light piece of equipment.
0: It's it definitely is exactly cumbersome enough and heavy enough that you think, what am I doing <laughs> when, <laughs> you know, when you're when you finally pick up your bag and you're bringing some <laughs> oversized book that you end up not reading? Yeah. You.
1: What's really funny about all of this is that the audio we produce is still <laughs>
0: very poor. <laughs> right. Nobody is, is really here for the uh, fidelity of it.
1: You know, although I did, I have to say I recorded a podcast on Sunday unrelated to the Central Division, and it, the audio was terrible. <laughs> and it made me long for just not having the, are you using a microphone? How is your yeah. setup thing? Yeah. Not that anyone cares about that, but it's, uh, you know, we're we're uh, content creators of the world are struggling, you know?
0: Well, it's just amazing how much, how quickly things have accelerated. Um, Emily, my girlfriend, got a new iPhone. Do you think we should ha-
1: upgrade her? What we call her? Shouldn't she be your life partner?
0: My LP, yeah, call
1: uh, <laughs> her golf foxtrot. You know your sure G-
0: okay. <laughs> I, it's, there's no real. I'm I'm not really infatuated with the word partner, but yes, that's more accurate. And she went from kind of an ancient iPhone to a new one, and the the gaps in photography are just so, and video and everything are so intensely <laughs> really high that you do, um, you do kind of take those things for granted.
1: I was looking through. I have a, I have I. I guess in from 2007 to 2011, I basically carried a point and shoot camera everywhere I went and just took pictures with it all the time. And I have this amazing like role, like record of that time. And I've saved all the images in a way yeah. that they're like easy to go through. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes I send like, you'll see me like sending a flourish to our group <laughs> chats, of <Yeah>. old pictures. <laughs> Um, but it's amazing to think like no one is, has a camera like that.
0: Oh, never. Like the little point and shoot. That that was such a thing too. There would always be these kind of roundups where it was like, yeah, we know you've got your high high quality Nikon or Canon or whatever, but what do you have in your pocket? And it was like the Canon G 11 or then. So it was like, no, the G 12 is better. And they're like, no, they never did it better than the G 10. And, <laughs> and I even remember like Glenn O'Brien to bring him up was be like, well, if this point and shoot is good enough for my professional friends, it's good enough for me. And everyone like had one in their pocket at all time. And it, and it still like, was sort of grainy at night. Basically.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like super <laughs> flashed out, you know, right, exactly. And I, you know, so I still, you remember those masters photographs I took with the sure. like little point and shoot Yashica. Um, those, I mean, those pictures are just so delightful. Not the masters specifically, but the all of the photos that come off of those things, because it's just, you know, it's, it's blurry enough that it kind of makes everything. It just makes everything look a little bit nicer. Um, whenever I get any of those photographs back, I'm always I'm always just super sort of blown away by just how enjoyable they are. Sure. That era, the G ten era, I guess we can call it whatever (laughs) was uh I don't think anyone's sort of (laughs) fondly
0: remembering. That's not
1: the Kodachrome
0: era. No. Well, it's also kind of in between because it was, you still had them, your photos on a memory card that you had to download. And so it wasn't this seamless way we share iPhone photos now or the much more traditional way of film that were Mm -hmm. being developed. So they kind of exist. And what was that site called where you kept your photos and could invite people to look at them? I mean, there was such a... Yeah, Flickr, exactly. It was like invite invitation to my Flickr album. <laughs> my God, that's, that. It's in, whoever had Flickr probably wish they had Instagram now, but. Um, yeah, Flickr
1: was kind of like the first photo sharing right. social network. You know, I still have a, a ton of photos on Flickr. I still actually use it. I mean, I don't, I don't actually use it, but I still maintain it. So I have that record, whatever. Yeah,
0: well, I think there's something about, I mean, the way we share photos is important because in a way it's sort of, how we share our memories mm-hmm. and it's I, I always I've got this thought I don't know if it's a theory but um <laughs> you but what if you right now we look at photos and very quickly we pick the best ones and delete the others and so you have generally like supposedly the best or what we think are the best but what you miss is if you ever find actual printed photos from 10 years ago or 20 years ago, there are often things in those photos that you would never know that you cared about, right? Mm -hmm. Because maybe this person's smile isn't great or they're blinking, but the room is very specific and it was a bar before that bar closed or your house before you decorated it. If I find, photos that my dad took in our house. When we were little children, the house is pretty empty. And anyone who knows that house knows that it's like the most full house in the history (laughs) of full houses. So to see it with hardly anything in it is just insane. And, And I always advise people, whenever you move in somewhere new, take pictures of your apartment or your house because it will be totally transformed. Even my apartment, if you see it without all the rugs, it looks so innocent and sweet. Like it's like, it's like David without his beard. Exactly. It's (laughs) a little beardless and you don't know that at the time, but the way we, that we look at our pictures now, we're like, ah, this is good. And that's bad. Or you show it to your, your life partner. She says, I don't like how I look there. So you delete it. And, but sometimes what we end up wanting 10 years from now is not what we want right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny.
0: Which is why I think why we have such a um, a romantic attachment to film, uh, often photos, because we it's an actual object we had to wait for. it; it's not an instant gratification the way we have it now.
1: You know, the the, so I drop my film off at a place. I mean, I haven't done this in a little while because I haven't actually I think I have roles to drop off. I just haven't done it. But you take it to the film place. You fill out the thing. You give them your email address. You pay. And then they say, do you want the negatives back? And usually I don't cause they, they, and they just give me high res scans. So you just get like a Dropbox link and that's it. And instead of like going oh, really? to a place to pick up, I mean, you can go and you can have them all printed, right? But generally I'm just using them digitally. Like oh, it'll right. be for a story on my blog or whatever. And so I'll go I'll, instead of going to get the photos printed or even pick up the the negatives. I just, I just get the Dropbox <laughs> link. Oh my So God. that feeling of like standing outside the store Flipping through, right, 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 totally the, the photos or whatever. Now it's like, oh, I got the link, and it's always like some weird, like you don't even know what it is. I'm like, is this like a Russian hack, you know, or like? So I'm like, you click, and then you're like, oh yes, here they all are. You know,
0: it's such a funny. It is I, funny how we. That that amount of anticipation and how we I remember there was a place in Minneapolis where they offered you like a free second set of prints. So you would go down with your with your film and drop it off for that free second set, which then you like you gave a few of the good ones to your friends and then you had like still a bunch of just yeah. taking up space. It's just I actually got rid of a ton of photos, which was a very kind of cathartic experience. Like we're always talking about getting rid of things and photographs have such power, I think. And, and to get rid of them, some of them felt really uh, like I was messing around with history or my memory or something. But to be honest, like you don't need everything all the time, which I kept telling myself as I emptied a, a steamer trunk full of photos from India in, and <laughs> The year 1998 or something that I hadn't yeah. looked at in 15 years anyway. I feel
1: like this should have been scanned and then shared with, uh, with the audience. Here. We, <laughs> we want to see that, you know, my dad, my dad, our attic like was always filled with like boxes from like failed ventures of my father's <laughs> right. Which there were a few of them and he'll be the first to admit that. Um, but it's almost like the record that you made. And then you have, you know, a thousand copies, whatever sure. we'd have, like our attic would be full of like boxes of stuff. And my dad, I don't know how it came up, but I think at some point I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of like all this stuff that I made and I can't get rid of whatever. And he's like, the best thing to do is just throw one box away at a time. That way it doesn't hurt so bad. And <laughs> eventually you'll get rid of it. You know,
0: I do think I just feel like, and it would be funny to know, what people said, like, what's the one thing you regret getting rid of? Because I think getting rid of that one thing colors all the decisions you make afterward, which is honestly true for sports teams. It's like you let one young pitcher go and then you sign everyone to a two huge contract afterward or something like that. And honestly, we've got to kind of got to move past that. Like I, you know, the, the one thing we've lost, like you'll, you'll be all right. And honestly, like people are pretty good at, um, at registering. I mean, we all have too many memories anyway. I would honestly, I would offer. (laughs) You
1: you know, it's interesting that you say that about the pictures because, you know, we're, I think that's a human nature thing. Like we're good at, we're good at reacting to things that we already experienced and bad at predicting things that will come to me. Like the biggest glaring example of this is like, and not every city will probably be like this, but in LA, you go down streets that were all boarded up with plywood after like all those shops got destroyed. Right. right? So you, and I, and that plywood was like totally pointless, you know, because they, you know, it never happened again. Like there was was never, I mean, thankfully, just like never, it never came about, but it, to me i'm like oh yeah like they couldn't predict it the first time overreacted the second of course time, and then of course doubled down on
0: like making you know like wasting <laughs> right. money basically right you well know? that's because the whoever was the person who was in charge of it didn't want to get blamed again and and most people yeah. operate in a way where they don't want to get blamed a second time and so <laughs> if, if you got rid of that and because you don't want to go into your boss and be like listen it was a one in a thousand the first time. <laughs> Why would they break in again? And so you're like, like if your house gets robbed, are you going to get a, a a security thing or like not? I, I mean, it's just a very.
1: It's like that famous George W. Bush saying, you know, fool me once. Shame on yeah. me. I don't even know how it goes, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> shame. Yeah. Um, let's talk about other things that you're interested in, which yeah. is, you know, clubhouse. Oh, saw so you so that you're very active on clubhouse I'm, these days. I have you to, want to say, throw out your handle. Just so everyone can
0: you? I, I think it's the same as all my handles, which is something you advised me from the very beginning at David R. Coggins. And it's so funny to be on clubhouse, which I have to say, it, it is the same feeling I had when I got on to Facebook and other uh, things. The first time where I just felt like I didn't understand what, how it worked exactly. I could tell that it was something, but I knew that, um, I didn't like, I'm not using it the right way, basically.
1: So let's, let's talk about just because, It's funny because I follow a lot of like VC guys on Twitter. I don't know why I do. Um, I think I'm like very curious about sort of early tech stuff and, but maybe Mm. aren't in that world. And so then following it kind of, you know, I can sort of see some of these things bubble up, but I kind of resisted clubhouse all along just because I'm just not interested in like crypto conversations and like Mm. tech bro VC stuff. Yeah um not that i'm against that i just you know it's not something i'm actively you know seeking out on that level um but i but i just joined and i was like i'm going to grab my name because that's the thing i had a on twitter i had like a two letter i had my initials basically on twitter as a username mm. but didn't understand it and then gave and gave it up yeah. got and then Later I was like, oh, this was like a huge mistake. Of course. So, so now That's like the Michael at Michael Williams on Instagram, it, you know, I have, and nice. you know, that I'm I'm just like, I'm happy that I got there. I have like Michael Williams on Gmail. Yeah. Right. So it's like I was I was and for me it's a very difficult thing because there are a lot of Michael Williamses in the world. Yeah. I've actually had a high school student, some high school student named Michael Williams sort of bugging me about selling my handle. He's like, bro, how much for the, for the name? And then I I said, 10 grand, I'll sell it for 10 grand. I actually once tried to give it to Michael Williams, the actor, Michael Williams, who we, I have the same name. And I was like, I don't deserve it. I think you should have it. If you want it. I at some event I saw him. He was like, Oh, it's all good, man. Anyway, the high school kids like trying to give me 10 grand, but I was thinking for you, or he's not giving me 10 grand, but right. that's, that's my offering price. Um, I was thinking for you, like, it would just be good to go on there and grab, grab it because you never know what it's going to be. Yeah, I ended totally. up breaking protocol and just getting at ACL because mm. I've never been able to get it anywhere. So I just took it. Call so that. you're
0: talking a lot about digital squatting. We're not, <laughs> talk, we're not no, talking about... Early like, adopter. Yeah, early a, adopter. I. It's so funny because I think there's something that happens that we, there's something about signing up for these, you hear about it, it sweeps the whatever circles we're in and then you, you, but you don't know how to make it meaningful for you yet or how to make it work for you. So it's kind of like, showing up to watch a film in another language or something that you, you know, it's, it's critically acclaimed, but you haven't quite (laughs) mastered the plot yet, or I certainly haven't. So I'm just, I just go on there see that everybody I know is on there and then accidentally went in somewhere and could hear people talking. And as usual, I'm mostly afraid. Can they see my name? Is it weird if I'm on it at a strange time of night and then just like get the hell out of there as quickly as I can.
1: I think we should have like a TV show. I mean, Basically I'm going to pitch this. Uh, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to find some LA friends in the entertainment biz and pitch, okay. pitch, pitch this David Coggins experiencing things. So it's like <laughs> you in clubhouse or, you, you know, it's like uh, you listening in on some like crypto conversation <laughs> and just like filming you and like watching you react to this stuff. Uh, what the do you think about thing,
0: that? Well, I like, like it very much. I think the, the funny thing to me about when I'm in involved in these Uh, I'm 45 years old, and sometimes I feel like a young 45 most of the time. However, I'm an old 45, and if it's involving a new app or technology, I'm an ancient 45.
1: You've been listening to a free preview of Central Division, a podcast and newsletter between David Coggins and Michael Williams. To access all of our podcasts and all of our newsletters, visit centraldivision.substack.com. Thank you.